When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 2, Acheron Part 2, is over. But we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. And wow, what a long, strange trip that has been through the dark tunnels of the soul. As we get to wrap up uh, some of the some of the stories and we get to open up new stories, we are confronted with new enemies. We are possibly okay. I don't know. We're we're many different things here. I'm not sure where I was going with that. Much like Dog was not sure where he was taking Daryl, I think. So I'm going to need a little help to get myself out of this morass. And so with me today, as always, are our panel tonight. And first of all, Chappelle, how are you doing? Jess, I'm good. Uh, I am back for part two. I don't know why I didn't realize that that was like it was a two-parter. I just thought like the episode was over because most episodes of The Walking Dead kind of just end like this. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, whatever. It's part two, and here we are. I'm I'm feeling good. I'm ready. Well, that's an interesting question, though. Like, what is the utility in having it be a two-parter in an age where we're not going to be airing them back to back? And most people are just going to binge it later anyway. Um, I don't know. I think, are they just lazy with the titles? They didn't want to come up with one extra title. I'm not sure. AJ Mass, what do you think? Oh, oh, you're going to let me in? I thought I was going to be sitting out here forever. The, the zombies are no. right behind me. They're coming. Please let me in. Just no, man, a lot uh, kinder than you <laughs> than Maggie would have been because Maggie would have dropped that sweating. <laughs> do you have your stabbing daggers? Are you all set with that? My self-stabbing daggers are all I have. Uh, I I left my other stabbing daggers somewhere else, unfortunately. That's the problem there. (laughs) I don't know what the difference is between a a, a hanging part one and a end with a hanging part two. I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah, from from a functional standpoint, probably not. Maybe just from a uh, contractual standpoint, perhaps they can... Squeeze some money out. Uh, yeah, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Star Trek Discovery did a weird thing like that where they had like it was a three parter stretched across the entire season, and part three was like the last one. Mm. Okay. Because yeah. this this is a cliffhanger too, you guys. Like we we haven't stopped cliffhangering, you know. <laughs> we might have twenty three cliffhangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It just caught me off guard. I wasn't ready. Yeah, we are cliffhanging so hard. We're just going to hear that Price is Right yodel music for the entire rest of the season. It's going to be, we're just going to. That's the one. We are going to cliffhang every episode for the entire rest of the season because Walking Dead's going to Walking Dead. So at that point, do we really, are the cliffhangers even effective anymore? Like, did any of the three of us. Last week, refresh my memory. Did any of us think that anything was going to be wrong with Maggie when we came back into this? No, no. Although I, I have to say, 
kudos to the show for just essentially having her go under the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Called it. It's like, I was like, we have another yeah. dumpster moment here. I, it, it happened again. The Walking Dead loves this move. It's the family move, you know? Mm, it uh, rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things where the episode ends, like all episodes of Walking Dead end, where we don't know what's coming next and we don't know when the show is going to end. And I mean, this is the last season, but we've already, you know, pointed out that they're going to stretch this out over two years anyway. So this whole series, probably all parts, or just big cliffhangers, you know, they all are like, what's going to happen next? Oh, it's a new bad guy. Oh, it's a new zombie. Oh, someone's going to die. Or did they die? You know, so I mean, part two, part one, episode three, episode four. Well, you could have called it whatever. It was, I think it was a solid episode overall. Yeah, it was it was certainly solid. I think there was a lot to like about this. Uh, but there was also quite a bit where I felt like to your favorite expression, Chappelle, it could have been an email. <laughs> it could have. It could have. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of just like, like posturing almost like it mm-hmm. was a lot of just kind of standing around. I I don't love that. You know, we could, I, I wish you could accelerate it a little bit, you know, like, okay, we get it. There's a lot of suspense build up, but I mean, they leaned on the suspense of, you know, are the zombies going to tear down this wall before we are able to tear down the other one, you know, like, Okay, but that's like 10 minutes of the episode is just kind of like they're coming in and we're trying to get out. But that was it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. They could have kind of skipped through some of that, abbreviated it just a tad or given me more of the Princess Eugene Yumiko side because at least that's funny. Yeah, and at least that's that feels a little bit more intellectually stimulating whereas I think at its worst Walking Dead frequently makes me feel like I'm watching somebody else play a video game. Mm. Which, yeah, I had many happy hours of my childhood watching other people play video games, but I feel like I've grown and matured beyond that. And yet it's like, okay, zombie horde is coming from this direction. What do we do? We are in a subway car and the zombies are coming from this direction. What do we do? How do we solve it? Zombies are coming down the road. How do we solve that? It's a lot of just, it's like they're playing lemmings. AJ, I know that's a reference from your era. I'm, that game's older than Chappelle, though. <laughs> well, this is true. But, you know, then again, we're going to start watching uh, episodes of Survivor with players who are younger <laughs> than the show that's itself. Fair point. So, uh, I think that's just, that's just 2021 in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's tough to drag out a set piece like this for an entire episode. I, I do tend to lose patience with it. Like, you know, like we said last week, the 10 minute open sequence was really cool because they got in, they did the thing, the zombies moved, they got out. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like that kind of uh, excitement. This was kind of like they got in, they looked down there, they looked over there. I got confused. I thought they were looking over there when they were looking over there. And I lost track of <laughs> mm-hmm. which, which, wait, which door are we guarding here? Wait, come again. Like I, I really, it, I couldn't follow it anymore. I don't know how the zombies got to the side of the train that was wedged in on the wall. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden all the zombies are going, gah, 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 gah. wait, <laughs> really? I thought you couldn't get through on the sides. That was the whole point. So, uh, you know, inconsistencies there. Daryl's gun of uh, plenty. <laughs> yes, 35 bullets in this I gun. mean, seriously? <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a lot I didn't like about it, but at the same time, I live for, I live for character monologues. I mean, mm. and and we got 
three pretty good ones in this one. Uh, and, you know, it's like like when I watched Scandal. I, I, I didn't really love Scandal, but if Joe Morton was on, I just waited for the Joe Morton monologue. And that mm-hmm. was the best part of every episode. So I got three monologues from, for, for this one, and I was very happy. Yeah, Price they is were good. excellent monologues. Um, I want to I want to start by talking about Maggie's monologue here because I have a lot of questions. And Mm -hmm. first of all, this story that Maggie tells, this is directly what happens in an infamous episode of the X-Files called Home. Okay. So right down to the like three weird mutant guys and no arms, no legs, pregnant, creepy lady. This all happens in this very weird X-Files episode that they it was so gross and weird they wouldn't even air it again. <laughs> so this is my question. And this is kind of a multiple choice question. I want to get your thoughts here. Is this A, an homage to the X-Files and sort of a tribute to great writing that has gone before? B, is this the writers ripping off the X-Files and hoping that none of us would notice? Or is C, is Maggie an X-Files fan? And is this kind of diegetic and she's hoping that nobody else was? Oh, well, I love C now. Like, I thought, I was like, okay, we landed on B. I'm, I'm good with B here. We ripped this off. It's a gruesome story. So let's use it over and over again. But now, like, what happens when the big reveal is like Mag- Maggie whispers over to Daryl, like, I made that up. Don't worry. Because like, like, I, I had to get everybody back on my side because I just let um, whatever his name is die. Um, you know, standing there. Was yeah. it, uh, Caleb? What was Gage. It? Which one was it? Gage. Gabe? Gage. Gage, yes, Gage. Yeah. She let, talk she about let this him. In a second, but yeah, she well, she lets Gage die, and then everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, this, this is the worst way to go out." And she's like, "Okay, there has to be a worse way." Ah, the X Files. <laughs> I remember one, and so yeah. maybe she did just make this up to kind of protect her, her standing as the general. I mean, um, I it looked really bad. I think it'd be hysterical if if she gives another monologue in like two weeks. So I was staying at this roadside motel. <laughs> And taking a shower, and I felt somebody <laughs> watching me. <laughs> I escaped. It, it came in with a knife, but I escaped and I went upstairs. And there was a skeleton in a rocking chair, and it was his mother. Um, yeah, yeah. At that point, we'd know. I, you know, it it is. I, I I think probably homage. I'd like to think it's homage. Uh, I think because this is a genre show, mm-hmm. I have to think that they know that. I mean, Home was such a. Uh, iconic episode in fact uh i my improv group used to watch it every friday night at, as a group you used to uh, watch that episode every friday no, night? The, the, the show. Oh, messed up. okay i was like listen no AJ. no no we watched the x files every every okay. friday night and we you know we loved it we said oh, it was a great show it's fun and it's funny and it's spooky and everything and our we got our artistic director to finally watch it and that was the episode that aired that night <laughs> uh, oh oof. talk about initiation by fire yeah because see i've seen maybe three episodes of x-files total and that wasn't one of them but if you ask me to free associate like tell me what you think of when you think of x-files i will say weird inbred guys and lady on a skateboard that is my <laughs> yeah. association with x-files and i can't imagine that and you know it was a long time ago but it's still like that is a pretty heavy thing. And I, so I really, I kind of wish, like, I feel like Gage is maybe the most likely person. It's a good thing he was dead because I feel like he'd be the person to be like, yeah, that's an X-Files episode. 
that's why she knew she could tell that story. She's like, okay, Gage is out of here now. I can yeah. use this one. <laughs> she has to say the the roadside um, hotel story for someone else. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, I, for me, this story was so gruesome that I couldn't even imagine watching you know this episode of the X Files multiple times. AJ, and so um, yeah, <laughs> oh, no, 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 they didn't want to relive the monologue. We didn't have DVR back then. We didn't have on demand, so it was like <laughs> they never aired it again. You're never gonna see it again until you like rent the VHS two years later. Yeah, I, uh, I, th- I, I think the this is the one time I'll give them a pass on the, uh, you know, show don't tell complaints. <laughs> like, you know, I'm glad you didn't flash back and show us. Yeah, like, we don't need to see that. Ever tell it. You know, I like the fact that the, the, the lighting was kind of red on her face and it was kind of like, you know, you really were listening to every word that she was saying, but uh, I don't know if I bought the the end uh, of the story where it brought Maggie's character. I mean, I get it. You're in, you're in a new world where, but you know, this, this far into it. I mean, if, if Glenn getting beaten by Negan didn't turn that switch, I, I don't buy that. That's what turned mm-hmm. the switch. Yeah. I feel the same way. You know, like she's seen some bad stuff. She's like, this is the worst thing I saw. And this is the thing that transformed me. I'm a new Maggie. Like, well, who were you when when Glenn got his head beat in in front of you? Because I would have been a new Maggie then. Maybe that well, was Maggie, like the first evolution, and now this is like the final form. We did see we did see a little bit of that Maggie when we had things like the guy from the hilltop that was that had been the leader that they kicked Xander out. Berkeley, yeah. yeah, I was going to call him Xander Berkeley, and I'm like, yeah. no, I think he had a different name. Yeah, and so don't at me. I don't care what it was. Um, but he, she was going to have him murdered, and they wouldn't let her murder him. Mm. And so you you got a little bit of that bloodthirstiness back when she was running the hilltop by herself as like a young pregnant widow. But we really didn't get. You know, maybe you're right. Maybe that was just her Charmander, and now we're seeing her Charizard. Yeah, you know, um, and I think for anybody who's not uh, well versed on, you know, home or doesn't want to go find the X Files episode, Mike Bloom and Angela Bloom covered it. Um, on sure com, so you could definitely go check that out and not watch the episode because it sounds uh, disgusting. Yeah, don't even Google it. I promise. Oh, yeah. Nothing good yeah. happens. Let Mike Bloom tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kinda think listen to that podcast on 3X. <laughs> Have you ever? <laughs> <laughs> but then this also raises an interesting point. She's a good storyteller, but then she brings in something about this universe we didn't know before. She talks about a zombie she finds i can't call it a walker because it doesn't have any legs um that is pregnant and the whatever is inside it is like demanding to get out or however she described it so my question is does this mean if someone is pregnant and they miscarry does that mean that the fetus can turn inside the mother or is the baby dead because the mother is dead it's a tough call there because I thought we were going to get this whole situation way back in the Lori Grimes days. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 that's where I thought we were going with that. So I don't know that we ever established it one way or the other. It's we're, fine if we don't, FYI. Yeah, true, true that. But I mean, I don't even know just from what she was describing. I know she probably didn't stick around long enough to find out, but perhaps it was they turned recently. And, you know, so... Mm-hmm. There's a fresh yeah. zombie. 
it's possible. So maybe they can survive. But I, again, I'd rather watch home than talk about this topic much longer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, <don't laughs> well, you don't have to worry about the walking dead, um, you know, tying that up for us because we still don't know who Judah's daddy is as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, no, no, never gonna know. Because yeah. anybody, anybody who was alive to tell her is no longer right. with us. Exactly. Um, so I don't think we have to get into the paternity of this zombie too much. Mommy, what's a shame? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but this is gross. I don't want to think about, you know, um, newborn zombies, zombies going through adolescence mm-hmm. and puberty and growing to be adult zombies. I just don't want to know. I, I don't know if the zombie just stays a baby the whole time. Who knows? Like, does it, I assume does it age? It, I assume it stays a baby. I don't think they they're not capable of, like, renewing their tissue. They just rot. So. They, I, right, and again, yeah. like the one of the strengths of The Walking Dead as a television program is that we've had comparably few child zombies, like mm. a couple of really chilling moments that you, you never like that never really leave you. Like in the very first episode, you see Rick like chase down the little girl and then she's like, <sighs> and um, then there's like another c- couple of moments where it's like truly upsetting and you don't really have time to fully contemplate it and then they go on to the next thing and the fact that the walking dead doesn't make it like dead baby week every week is one of the strengths of the show oh yeah because we're definitely missing the moment where we walk into the NICU and all the little uh, zombie babies are just hanging out because they've been left there or the maternity war where you just like see them all climbing out of little boxes like you know we, we, we have dodged that bullet you know and so let's just hope that we don't have to go there. We don't let's, ever have to see... Let's never you know, go there. Yeah, let's never go there. Although, There's plenty although, of healthy children. Although, having <laughs> said that, they're they're not above exploiting that kind of uh, guilt and, and sadness that you can have by having Daryl stumble across a photograph of the mm-hmm. young child who had the stuffed animal that we found last week in the tunnels next to all yeah. the dead bodies. So, you know, they're going to use it to pull at your heartstrings a little bit to say, ah, oh, yes, that body from last week. Oh, the stuffed animal. Oh, see, people see. Yeah, this child died girl. off screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or did it, right? Like, what if yeah. we get the child on its own journey, like our, our world beyond kids, you know? And mm. so, Maybe we get to tackle that later on. We never know because we just saw like notes to the parents. We saw the mm-hmm. stuffed animal, but we didn't see a body and we this haven't seen true. a walker. So could be, could be seen could be later in the season. Mm-hmm. First yeah. five minutes of the next episode, you know, the Reapers are descending upon our Scooby gang. And then like from above, they get catapulted with like rocks and stuff and all the Reapers Sling die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then this chill, this child is like, hey, I dropped my bunny back there on the body pile. Have you seen it? <laughs> that's that's my that's my canon. Uh, Goonies defeat Reapers. <laughs> <laughs> they just hold them off, you know, for a while. Yeah. That's all. They just, you know, until we can all get away. I I like this. I'm just saying, we bring in some more characters. I, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah, it's okay because we lost a couple of characters this week, so it all evens out. And we should mm-hmm. we should take a moment to uh, I feel like the service that we perform as podcasters about The Walking Dead is we need to explain who these people are, because I think you spend a lot of time watching the show and being like, who the hell was that? And why do we care? And was this person? Have we seen this person before? What did they do? So part of our job, I feel, is to supply that information so you can kind of walk away a little satisfied that the writers were going somewhere with it. Yes, the three yes. of us all know who all these people are. All three of us <laughs> are. At least, at least one of us looked it up. 
I'm like, yep, we are definitely going to fill you guys in. Just, just you yeah. just lead the way. And so, I'll yeah, Chappelle, you you bring me, you, you remember the, what the assignment was. Tell me who these guys are. <laughs> so, uh, you got um, Gage and Caleb. I don't know these yeah. people's names. Okay, so Gage, we saw him a lot in previous seasons because Gage was one of the kids who bullied Henry. Do you guys remember Henry? Oh, of Henry. course, you remember Henry. Yeah, remember Josh's Henry. favorite character, Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember Gage now, too. Thank you for putting it like, in yeah. perspective like that because yeah. that makes sense. Rob Sestronino quit the show because he couldn't stand Henry anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, Gage, I feel like we really sympathize with him a lot more when we know that because mm-hmm. we too disliked Henry. Um, <laughs> Come but, on, let's go out. Let's go out to the, to the pit and shove you in. <laughs> I mean, he, I give him credit. He knew how to have fun in an era where there were no more video games. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, sure. Good <laughs> and he grew into a man and joined this group and then left the group and came back to the group and then died before he was allowed back into the group. So that's Gage. Man. And he died. A coward says Father Gabriel. Like Father Gabriel, come on, man. You, yeah. You're a man of the cloth. Why are you so cutting with your remarks here? You know. I feel like the world has hardened Father Gabriel in a way that I don't particularly love, except when he murders Robert Patrick in the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and pretty much. Pretty much the extent of his his uh, Bible studies right now is like an eye for this eye, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, remember, I lost an eye. Remember that? <laughs> He's a good shot for somebody with one eye. I'm telling you, because I mean, mm-hmm. they they trust him. I mean, one of the shots he pulled off this time, he lets zombie uh, g- zombie Gage and like three of the zombies get really close to him and he just shotguns them all at the same time. I was like, sir, Father Gabriel, who knows? Preservation of resources, yeah. <laughs> right. I was, I was, I, I caught that. Normally when we go to killing zombies, it's just a lot of slashing and shooting and I'm like, eh. But that time, I said, like, oh, okay, I see you. One, yeah. one eye is not going to slow him down. I, I like it. I think he had to let them get close because he doesn't have any depth perception. <laughs> that too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we ought to talk about the other guy, too. And this is more interesting, I think, potentially. This is a guy who apparently his name is Roy. Didn't know that. Now we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, How did you not know that? Oh, my God. <laughs> not the best Roy on television. I'll tell you that much. Get in the line behind Roy Kent, dude. Um, but he's notable because he's played by 80s heartthrob C. Thomas Howell, uh, who... I guess he was like the least successful of that kind of cohort. How dare you? Of... <laughs> Look, he was the best thing about the outsiders. I'm not going to take that away from him. Yeah. But I mean, we love a pony boy, right? Stay gold pony boy. <laughs> um, but there is a weirdness about his death. He was apparently like several seasons ago. See Thomas Howell showed up in an episode. And we're like, Whoa, what's C Thomas Howell doing here? Doesn't he have anything better to do? And then he disappears for like five seasons and he comes back for a two episode arc only to die at the end of this episode. But there's weirdness with the death because you think mm-hmm. like he stumbles back into the group and he's like, um, he says the thing to Daryl about, I, I hope my kids know that I die. I didn't die a coward or something like that, but he's not dead there. You think, Oh, he must die right there. And then later on, he's still there when the Reapers get him. Yes. So yeah. which way did he die? Was he like already, was he bitten? And they're just like keeping him along as like an extra number until they have to put him down? 
No, I see my it was confu- it certainly was confusing. And, you know, he he shows up to Daryl and his, his face is all bloodied and bashed in. So I don't know. Did perhaps he lose his supply bag to the Reapers and get away? And just and you know didn't say anything. I don't know, um, but yeah, I he, he is he dead? I mean, yeah, he got an arrow oh. to the face, but we didn't. <laughs> we, you know, I've seen worse on the show than like just shake yeah. it off. Was there a dumpster nearby? Right. No, like, my gosh. <laughs> like, there was a, there was a, like a Chevy or something that they all dove behind. So, mm-hmm. but like I, it's weird to bring him back just to be cannon fodder for that for that scene. I mean, I thought Daryl was shooting him because he was bit. I mean, they kind of let it up, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Here, take the gun, please. Take tell my kids. But then he's with them again, so it it does seem like a weird continuity error. I was confused by that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, were there two of them? Just like there's <laughs> many of them as there were Robert Patrick's. We're ah. never gonna let Robert Patrick go. They cannot no. get away with what they did to us. Okay, was it was it actually Robert Patrick, and he used his uh, liquid metal ability to transform mm. into C. Thomas Howell? Ooh, okay. Nah, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Yes. You know, I didn't think that he was bitten though when I saw him. I just looked like he had a like a head wound. Because yeah. you would think if he was bitten, Daryl would have been trying to uh, amputate him or something of that nature. And he's just like, Okay, well, take my ammo. He's like, oh, okay. So I, I didn't think he had been bitten. I just thought Daryl left him for dead. So when he popped back up at the end, I thought Oh, okay. They've patched him up. I think he had like a, a bandage on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume that whatever happened to him happened up top with the Reapers for sure and, and not like the Walkers. Um, because yeah, if it happened with the Walkers, he'd be just, you know, zombie bait, you know, just leave mm-hmm. him there and then you move on. But because of the nature of his like head wounds and he's stumbling around, it didn't look like he had been attacked by anything, you know, undead. But at that in that state, he had to die soon, or we were just gonna be lugging him around all the time. So, you know. It was time for Pony Boy to uh, kick rocks and yeah. I think he's dead. I think we can he's count him out this dead. time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would I, I mean, yes, in, in all, all seriousness, I would assume so, but I thought he was dead already. So <laughs> yeah. twice died several times. <laughs> he could he could be the Kenny of the season. I, I don't even I don't even really exactly. understand what happened to him while he was away from the group, because there's really a finite number of things that can happen to you in those subway tunnels. You can <laughs> run into walkers, in which case you are torn apart and dead. You mm-hmm. can run into Reapers, in which case they will kill you and take your stuff. Or you can, I guess, come upon some kind of self-inflicted tragedy of your own making where you like trip and fall and lose all your stuff and hit your head. Yeah. What are we to believe happened to him out there? I think that's the issue. They didn't. He he had a chance. There was a moment to, there where he's staring at Daryl. And he could have said, Daryl, this is what happened to me. But instead, he's like, I, I lost the ammo. He's like, okay, but how? It's like, uh, well, just take my gun. Okay, but what happened to you? Just go. Just go without me. He's like, okay, but could you tell us what we're looking for? Like, you know, what did this to you? And he just doesn't. I think the show maybe does that for a reason. So we, you know, are caught off guard when the Reapers show up and like, you know, they're they're showing up to whoop ass. But I mean, the moment was there. It's not like they were pressed for time. He just didn't say the words, and I just don't know why. Yeah, I, it's it's baffling to me on a show, especially this episode that loved the monologue so much. He's mm-hmm. he's freaking C. Thomas Howell. Give him a monologue. Give the man his flowers, all right? <laughs> You're bringing him back for a reason. Uh, yeah, they're bringing him back because he was like, hey, you never killed off my character, right? How many times <laughs> can you kill me this week? <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. We're going to make double sure I'm dead this time. (laughs) Third third time's a charm. Listen, so for me, I feel like the show did that a couple times, though. There were a couple moments where you could have explained something. I think there's a moment where um, Maggie asked Daryl, like, you know, what, what, what's been happening since you've been gone? And Daryl's like, oh, nothing. I just, you know, saw like, you know, this note and, you know, the normal things you see in, you know, around here, right? I'm like, well, Daryl, did you miss the cave drawings that you saw <laughs> on the walls and the hieroglyphics that people Those just made? Messed like, up. And they were detailed. So, Daryl, you could at least have said, you know, I think there's something on the wall that might let us know what's been happening here. But he just completely was like, nope, nothing out of the ordinary, just typical things, random graffiti. Uh, a zombie vagrant, you know, like he just he didn't give any information at all. I was like Daryl, that I thought that meant something since we we spent so much time looking at it. I guess yeah. I was wrong. Five hundred thousand dollars in a suitcase, you know, your regular stuff. Mm-hmm. Nope, he said nothing. Nope. Yeah, I mean, you know, it. I mean, given the history of the show, there's a good chance we'll never go back to anything that Daryl saw on that <laughs> wall, and, and it didn't mean anything at all. So, so there, there's certainly that possibility there. And maybe this is the way of saying, yeah, don't read too much into it. We just let the art department go a little crazy because we were in one one place for the whole episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Maggie just spent, you know, her 25 minute uh, waxing poetic on this horrific time and it changed me and I don't care and I have no more empathy. I'll never watch the X-Files again. (laughs) Hey, Darren, what'd you see? Yeah, no, it's not a good time for that. Right. (laughs) I don't know, stuff. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's all right. You know, just 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 a little dollar bill with a little novel on it <laughs> yeah it's 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 funny that they go back to you know showing how primitive the world gets though you know like cave drawings who would have thought right and like very detailed ones mm-hmm. um they i mean it was a story you know you see like the the people with the crowns on and then by the end of the story you see them being overtaken and it's like man is that what happens in an apocalypse people go back to those old ways of like how how do i tell the story or maybe yeah, just have somebody who's really artistic you know who just yeah, it's bored. a subway it, i mean it's under the subway i can imagine like you know you go under into the subways now they're probably graffiti all over the walls in stories being told okay so the zombies were a recent ad sure but i mean (laughs) but there was probably already this sentiment of seizing the means of production Mm -hmm. on the subway wall to begin with it was just like we're gonna make a sequel over here where there's zombies i'm just thankful they didn't go political like over the top political and have them with red baseball hats or something on there you know i feel like that out of it (laughs) i feel like walking dead is supposed to be frozen in 2010 and like that was the last you know everybody still had flip phones and mm-hmm. you know we we had never elected you know you know george w bush was still president and we never pulled out of afghanistan or something and um <laughs> so i think it's hard to get super political when none of anything in the last 10 years happened mm-hmm. in sure, their sure. world so that's fair yeah i mean already if you want to talk about post-apocalyptic 
dramas that tried to get away with that and failed. We can talk about how there was a bunch of people wearing red hats in the courtroom scene in the stand. <laughs> yes. Well, we don't want to really get back into the stand. Wait, again, please, let's we? never talk about that. Let's pretend that never happened. Jeff loves the stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't love it anymore. Right? That love has been beaten out of me by the CBS miniseries. Um, we, can we talk for a minute about how Negan just like folds back into the group. He's without Maggie and nobody says a goddamn thing. She's like, oh, hey, sup? Uh, wasn't Maggie with you? And he's like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. She's not with me now. And they're like, okay, cool. There's not a whole yeah. lot of like taking him to task for letting her die until she comes back and is like, he was going to let me die. Like, if she had actually died, do they care? Uh, I think perhaps they would have. I mean, uh, they they were going to go uh, pursue her and climb back up, but the the wall zombies that shouldn't have been there started smacking on the walls, and they realized they had a, a bigger issue at present. But I'm sure they would have addressed it at the end of of the day. I'm just I'm just amazed that you know of all the cars that happen to have a trap door, it's the one that they got stuck in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, is that an SOS knock? Oh, it's this convenient opening right. Here, thank very, you. Oh, it's very Maggie. Convenient. And if she can go that far underneath, couldn't she just go to the front of the train? Yeah, why didn't we just go? Like, yeah, like what? What's down there? What do we miss? Because you could have just kept going. Too convenient. Too convenient. Yeah. Well, Alden does say like, "Let's go back," and they're like, "No, she would want you to keep moving," you know. And so they kind of make an effort, but <laughs> not really. Point, just, yeah, but, to but, your but point, it doesn't take much. Which is interesting because Alden was the only one who seemed to be concerned about it. And, uh, you know, by the end of the episode, he's like, forgive me for showing a little concern about helping the team. (laughs) Bye, Gage. Like, really, Maggie? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's weird because I've said this before, and I I will never forgive the show if Negan just ends up living happily ever after there i cannot allow maggie and negan to like coexist in this world where negan has done this horrific thing and they just have to keep dealing with him so even in this moment when maggie shows back up and she's like he tried to kill me well he left me for dead and they're like you tried to kill her he's like no 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 i left her for dead and they end up kind of just like okay we need to do a temporary truce we got to get through this zombie situation and also you're kind of an asset and we don't really we see your thought process in leaving her for dead. We get it. She does want to kill you. But, like, I want the truth to end. Like, I'm ready for Maggie to finally say, okay, Negan, we're done here. And then just shoot him, you know, or something. Like, I, I, whoo, all of this, like, staring at each other, nodding and handing each other guns. Put yourself in the situation, though, Chicago, and, and and I don't want this to happen. But I I can see I'm in this situation. I'm like, you know, you start off going, you he left her to die, and we got to kill this guy, and I really want to beat him up. And there's Gage and Maggie left him die, and yeah. he, we're back in the wrong horse in this because <laughs> Negan was talking a lot more sense than she was, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, but I nobody has listened. Nobody has listened to a single thing Negan has said the entire time. So why is he even there? <laughs> Granted, but then Maggie still gives him the power to tell them which way to go and lead the way. So, you know, she's she's kind of it's almost like, I mean, let, let's say we're in Survivor and there's two warring tribes, you know, two warring alliances here. And, you know, she, she you can vote them out anytime. Vote them out anytime. Feel free to write. Feel free to write M A G G I E on your piece of parchment. <laughs> yeah, it's just like no, no, no. I, 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 I'm going to give one more chance. <laughs> I'm going to give one more chance. I'm going to eventually. I mean, yeah. 
they're trying to get us to be on Negan's side. And I hate that, you know, when he gives the gun back and like, oh, see, he is a good gun. Mm -hmm. No, he's out for himself. And I do think that that should end the show with him not being happy. He can be alive and he can be by himself or he can find new people. But he should never be happy with this group of people. They should Mm -hmm. never let him back in, especially anyone who knew Glenn. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's exactly. relatively few of those people now, and that was sure, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. It was six years ago at this point, but it's yeah, it's hard to tell, like who exactly is there that's going to remember Glenn in the first place. Yeah. So I see where it hits them a little bit differently, but Maggie should absolutely continue to remind them that this is mm-hmm. why she is the way she is. Yeah, and her move in the subway train. You know, car was it was it was a cutthroat move, but I don't think it wasn't the wrong decision. Like we can't spend all our energy trying to rip the like rusted door off so that we can let him in, followed by the horde of zombies when we need to be trying to get the other door off so we can get out of here. So, I mean, it looked a lot worse than it actually was. Like it looked like she was like, let's turn our back on one of our own. It's like, no, the option to open this door is is not viable. It's not this is not a real choice. Like we open the door, they all get through. They got through when the door was closed. So they're for sure gonna get through if we open it wide open just for for him. Also, he ran off. It, this is his fault. So I don't blame her for saying, like, you know, we kind of gotta let him go here because what other option did they have? This reminded me a lot of the scene where uh Noah gets killed. Where mm-hmm. he's in the revolving door with Nicholas, who is, you know, the dude who got killed instead of Glenn at the dumpster. And they're both like pushing on equal sides of the revolving door with the zombies behind them. And if one of them goes, the other one gets like pushed into the zombies. That's what it looked like to me. And that's weird that that is happening like right after we see Maggie crawl out from under the dumpster. Interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting mirror image kind of. Uh, visual callback there. I didn't recognize until you just said that. It's, it's uh, yeah. I I think echoes of the past always you know coming in and and, and that sort of thing. It, it's a good theme to look out for since this is the final season. I think there might be more instances of that coming up where we'll see scenes that kind of call back to deaths of seasons past. Yeah, I mean, does does it count like Roy getting taking an arrow to the face? Does that count when we saw Denise take an arrow to the face? Oh, yeah, because uh, he's he's not as big a star as Merritt Weaver, but certainly he's got more cachet than the usual flunky guest star. So maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Who was the guy who got the axe to the leg? What happened? What, what, like, like we get the arrow to the face for uh, Pony Boy, but then like the other random red shirt just gets an axe to the leg. And I'm just like, who's that guy? Don't, don't ask me. I didn't look that guy up. <laughs> I don't when know. He, when he, he dies, wasn't mask guy. Up. He wasn't Hodor, so I don't know who he was. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, shout out to Hodor for doing literally the heavy lifting this episode. I mean, he ripped the door off the hinges. Um, shout out to that guy because he was doing all the work. Um, I mean, to to get in a situation where there's a door here, but it's rusted shut probably because of the flooding and things that have been happening down there, of course, yeah. or the fact that the door has just been closed for a very, very long time. Um, I guess it pays to have a big, huge guy with a sledgehammer. Like, oh, good thing you've been carrying this around. Those guys are useful in a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So you could have done the same thing with Big Mo. Yeah, Big Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Man, I miss those kids. It's okay. They're coming. Soon, soon. I know. Yeah. Soon. It's ev- taking everything in me to not just go watch those first two screeners. <laughs> Hold on for one more day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, have we talked enough about how... Uh, whether we think Dog was being useless or if he was actually the one that saved them all. I think Dog is just being a dog, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to ascribe too many motives to Dog. Yeah. That's not what you're saying. Yeah, dog dog jumping on the on the zombie and go, I got him. I got I don't got him. I don't got him. I don't got him. Yipe, yipe, yipe. Run dog, run. I mean there um, there was I mean, you know, when he jumps into the uh the drain tunnel there and then it gets to the other end and, and all of a sudden the, the gate closes. I'm like, Wow, what do we have sentient zombies for like half a second there? I'm like, wait, did they intentionally now they just accidentally banged mm. the, the gate shut? But uh yeah, I think Daryl following dog as opposed to, you know, sticking with the people is very Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least I'm happy to see that his misanthropy still, <laughs> still paid off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, another zombie physiology question for you. Mm-hmm. So we know that if a zombie bites you anywhere on your body, you are then going to die and turn into a zombie. We also know that most of the animals in this zombie apocalypse got eaten by the zombies who just like tear them apart and eat them. And we know that animals do not come back as zombies. What happens if a zombie bites dog in a minor way? Does dog die or does dog just have a regular bite? Or does dog become a carrier with a very huge viral load that he can spread to the humans? Oh, oh dear! Now you've weaponized the dog. Yeah, <laughs> like watch out, Reapers! Here comes dog. Oh, man, making Daryl choose between life and, <laughs> and and sacrificing dog for the greater good. I I'd watch that episode. I, I can't lie to you. <laughs> you know that's coming. You know, dog doesn't make it out alive. Oh, dog! No, dog doesn't make it out alive. Everyone's got to lose <laughs> a loved one. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, like you said, all the animals we know of just die, and you know, because they get torn apart. Um, so if dog catches like, you know, a tiny bite, I mean, how much first aid do we have for dog? I think eventually dog just kind of dies. I think he's not going to be able to survive it. In my mind, these zombie wounds just kind of rot you. Mm. Um, because there's a reason why, like you get bit and then you die. Like it's not like you get bit and then you just live with a bite your whole life. It's like no, no, no. It's gonna start to take over you at some point. So I think dog might just die. Yeah, you um, have to I'm clean ho- it out really well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't like. I don't want to think about that because we know it's coming. But <laughs> I'm thinking that they'll just uh, tear dog apart, make it quick and dirty. You yeah. know, so we don't have to dwell on it too long. It's not the same as I am Legend, where the dogs did turn into zombies. Ooh. Yeah, I mean yeah. That, that that tends to be a uh, a, a trope of of the zombie genre is that you get the crazy animals, or even like uh, Z Nation would have plant based zombies <laughs> and things <laughs> like that. So like anything anything that's alive can turn into a zombie. So so too could the plants. So you know that's just not what they chose for this universe. But it's, it's certainly not beyond the realm of imagination for that to happen. I really yeah, I demand Z Nation. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I demand total accuracy in my zombie programming. 
think when um AJ brought up the zombie plant, all I thought it was like that um, in Mario that 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 little that Venus flytrap thing that just like pops out <laughs> biting stuff. Yeah, that's all I can see. And now I have to watch the Nation, so I don't have that image in my head because that's exactly what I'm looking. No, that's feed probably exactly. Me, need and feed me, need and feed me more. <laughs> we're also this household. Uh, we're very big fl- fans of the game Plants vs Zombies, and so ah. you do have zombies that um you have plants that eat the zombies and plants that like shoot projectiles at the zombies <clears throat> plants that like jump up and squash the zombies mm-hmm. um, so i'm also picturing that but for different reasons <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's the subway tunnel plot do we need to move on now and talk about the commonwealth Yes, please. Because I think that this is my favorite storyline so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's because I care about the Commonwealth or if it's just this particular like medley of characters is just they're just so entertaining to me in their own way. You know, whether it's um, Princess and her princessisms or Eugene. And I, and I am not a huge Eugene fan, but he is winning me over. I think the actor was doing amazing in this uh, episode. I said, oh, my gosh, he's, this is Okay, you better act, goddammit. And so <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed this group. Um I do have questions, so I, I can't wait till we uh dive into some of the happenings though. Yeah, there's a lot going on in there. But I, I did appreciate that Yumiko gets everybody out of purgatory by speaking to the manager. Yeah. And <laughs> just it was it was amazing. We call you Karen now. It's it's funny too because she's not the first one who does that. Like uh, King Zeke, Ezekiel says, "You know what? I'm just gonna go off on the guy over here who I think is in charge and just start talking trash." And so Yumiko sits there for a minute. And she goes, "You know what? I just want to talk to who's ever in charge. So why is this but, working?" But, but I think that is because I think that's the test. Mm. I think that's get, getting through this this process here is absolutely are you a coward are you someone who is just going to never challenge authority or are you going to stick up for yourself which shows you know you got some sort of guts because you know ezekiel's the first to challenge and then he's not there he, he's mm-hmm. been taken away and you know oh yeah they gave me medicine and they you know they took care of me and then you know yumiko goes in and is like listen not 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 i i i know you i know you i know you and she gets her cup of coffee and she disappears and Princess is like, hey, I can, uh, I'm not scared of you. Oh, go to the bathroom. Cool. I ain't, oh, da, 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 da. She goes away. And what's Eugene there? Like, yes, sir. I'll just, I'll just, sit. I'll go, I'll, go back. Oh, I'll go back. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a nervous Nelly. He's not going to go through until he finally, like, sits yeah. down, confronts them, and says, all right, I'm going to man up. I'm going to tell you the whole truth. Now, we know he's not telling the truth, but right. just, just the, but the fact that he is now finally not showing those signs of cowardice. In fact, the, the, the orange stormtrooper is even just like, you're all sweaty. Get a hold of yourself. Are you always like this? He's like pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I like the fact that that was the order that they went in. It's like, once they stood up then they're like, okay, you, you, you can go to the next round. Yeah. Now cowardly lion. Here's your courage medal. You may go in. God, yeah. That's a law. That takes a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he is absolutely, he's the cowardly lion of the group. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Because you know the cowardly lion wasn't getting any either. <laughs> no, he'd still be we'd still be waiting on the cowardly lion. Make no mistake. And that uh, was a great, yeah. that was a great callback in his monologue. I, I, I have not, but I've watched a few people more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> yeah. I, that oh reminds gosh. you about why you shouldn't like Eugene either. Right. I told you, I'm not the biggest Eugene fan, but when he said that, I said, oh, 
Woo! Eugene, oh, I forgot yeah. to do that thing. Yeah, yeah that's that's right. I, I was I was reading I was reading one of the interviews and in uh, it might have been the Angela Kang interview where she did say like yeah that wasn't actually in the original monologue and and Josh McDermott came up to us and said can I just throw in that because I think it'd be kind of cool I'm like yeah references cool we like that so that yeah, was all he had was to all remind him. them that that was a thing that happened pretty much yeah <laughs> well some of us still have not forgotten I'm some of us so, uh, yeah. I've not forgotten I'm over um, here I'm I'm some of us as well. Yeah, I yeah. haven't forgotten the fact that there was like potentials for foursomes going on just a few seasons ago <laughs> with the oh whole gosh. shenanigans there with the Sadiq and the yeah <laughs> and the whole mm. love quadrangle. So yeah, it was a it's lot. Yeah, my, my but, three dads. <laughs> <laughs> but AJ, to your point, um, I think you're right because one of the things that I did um, notice during the episode was when Eugene realizes that he's all alone. He goes to confront the guards and is like, hey, where are my friends? They're like, what friends? What are you talking about? Like, they completely gaslight him, and I couldn't understand why. But if the goal is to get him to finally just say, like, no, 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 I demand answers. Like, I know I'm not crazy. Then I guess it kind of worked, because eventually they go get him, and they're like, okay, we'll bring him in the room, see if he's ready to confront whatever feelings he's having right now. And so even though he was making his shiv, um, <laughs> I think... I think they knew, like, okay, if he's ever going to speak up, it's now because we've completely just, I mean, we've just mind freaked him, you know, to where he's just laying here, just wondering which way is up. And so I think you're right. I just think that's such an odd tactic, though, to determine who you should bring into your, like, settlement. Yeah. What, what, like, assertion is don't what you you're want, looking for? Don't you want pliable minds that will conform to your authority? I mean, when I when I form my dystopian dictatorship, that's what I'm going to be looking for. Because mm-hmm. well, think about the people who get in automatically. Rick Grimes get in automatically, like within five seconds. He's like, he's, I'm not doing this. I'm coming in. And you're like, OK, come on. in. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Negan's getting in automatically. You know, you don't want those people in your no. settlement because they're going to take over. Yeah, Madison want- Clark's going to ruin you. <laughs> <laughs> and you so know, is Alicia. <laughs> I didn't like- notice any stadiums around here. Yeah, I think we should build <laughs> right. an athletic building. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But I mean... You know, you have the every one of these communities has kind of built its way up to where it is now just from where it started. I mean, it's not like they're out there sampling. You know, I like the way that community runs things over there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they mm-hmm. like, keep everybody out. Yeah, they don't I have think- their like volume of Jean-Jacques Rousseau to refer back to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're going to so- get this like we're going to read the Emmanuel Kant over here and get the Hobbes and. I mean, even, even, you know, Alexandria's thing was let's get everybody on videotape for a personal one-on-one interview. So, you know, there was that thing going on mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then the sorghum and the wheat and the, yeah. But, um, they, I think they value people that they believe are not lying to them and that have, uh, enough self worth to stand up for themselves. I think those are the two things that they're looking for. And so, they believe Eugene's story because he throws in all those, you know, the, oh, he confessed he's a virgin. That's just, wow, that's an honest mm-hmm. confession there. And and he's, he's doing the chunk from the Goonies with his hand in the blender. Yeah. So, you know, I think that is what they're looking for. They're looking for someone who, like, from, you know, we know they're not going to lie to us from this point on. And so we don't, and we don't want someone who's just going to be a drain on our resources and not be able to contribute because they have, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, some sort of self-worth. So I think that's, that's the key for this one. You don't know that's the key when you're in the interrogation room. And so you got that couple that's been there for nine months. And they're like, <laughs> those guys are fake. 
Those guys are like paid actors. Plan. Yeah, <laughs> they're playing. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, it'd be great to see them in like eating in the commissary once they get through the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, sup? I'm glad you made it. Uh, yeah. yeah, we didn't think you were going to make it for a second there. But um, they're not. You done. never left Total Recall. These are all memories. <laughs> we planted it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not done gaslighting Eugene because I don't know if if the two of y'all caught this. That's not Stephanie. That is 100% not the actress that was doing the radio voice because at the time we, I looked her up to see what she looked like. That is not her. Ooh, I didn't catch this because I was going to ask if the Stephanie name drop is what got them in. If it was just, you know, like he says Stephanie and they're like, okay, it checks out because she's in here. Oh, right. Stephanie. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. Like, Hmm. let call Stephanie and see, you know, call the boss. I I don't know if Stephanie's in charge or if she's just a person that we know of. It's like, call Stephanie and see if his story checks out. And then Stephanie gives like a reference. Yeah, were you talking to this like dorky virgin on the CD radio? Uh, She's like, he- I didn't know he was a virgin, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that 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 that'd be awesome because the, that is a really cool, you know, just when you think, oh, you know, Ezekiel figured out that yeah, he's really the guy in charge and he's standing in the back. So to do to try it again on on level two with the same ploy would be kind of cool. But I mean. Eugene remembers every word of their conversations. That is not going to last if they're no. tricking him. He's going to voice. He's going to suss probably, that out in right? like two yeah. seconds. Yeah, but, it, so, I'm surprised he hasn't figured it out all. Well, unless they did so, recast. Yeah, I was going to ask Jess: Is there a world where she just is, we just recast? We think it's been That's, so long, we haven't seen her. Who is she? And now we just this is just the face that we have to go with. I mean, they could have, but that's not what the news has said. They have said this Ooh. actress, Margot Bingham, has been cast as Stephanie. She has been doing the voice and she will appear this season. So, mm-hmm. I okay. mean, it, it could be wrong. They could have brought in a different person. But I want to also, I know that the show does not hew terribly closely to the comics, but the actress that they cast to play Stephanie when she was just the voice on the CB radio, people got excited because they looked up what she looked like and she looks very much like the character in the comics. Mm. And this person does not. Okay. Something to oh. uh, look look at there, and you know. Oh, I'm actually Stephanie's sister. I have to get married first. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And you and listen, but you know, you know, within like 30 minutes, Eugene is like, "Oh, this is not Stephanie," and they're like, "No, Eugene, it's fine. These people are so nice. They brought us in. Aren't you happy?" And Eugene's like, "Yo, gotta listen." He goes back to panic mode. Eugene, like, we can't stay here. They're like, "No, I gotta look for my brother." Like, no, 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 no. Seriously, your brother's not here. I promise. Like, this is not Stephanie. They're lying to us. Yeah, That's, just I want walk it down and get laid, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> listen, if she's willing to take one for the team, Eugene, I think you just might just just handle up real quick. Get it over then, with. Yeah, then we'll focus on what moving forward, but. I could definitely see a world where Eugene is trying to convince them that this is not what it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it would make sense because I still don't understand the model. Like, why is this the process that it takes for you to get accepted into? You do not want King Ezekiel in your community. He's not the type a king. person to play ball. He yeah. was legit a king. And you're like, come be a normal person. He's like, no. You know, so I just don't think this is a good plan for them. Unless there's some shenanigans and we just haven't got to them yet. So knowing that that's not Stephanie, Stephanie, and could be a different Stephanie or a fake Stephanie or a twin Stephanie. Oh, it's um, some other Stephanie. You wanted Stephanie Jones. This is Stephanie Smith. Robert Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my bad. 
<laughs> such a popular name. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I like that. I like that. I hope that that is a thing that they're doing and they just didn't do like a lazy recasting and just didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Well, it would also be a little bit problematic because um, because the Stephanie that they cast is a different race. So mm, there's that. Okay. You bring in some random. I, I believe the actress is Latina, but uh, I, I, I'm looking at IMDb here. Mm-hmm. And the actress who plays "quote unquote" Stephanie is listed as woman two. <gasps> woman <laughs> two, yeah. Scandal. Well, she is we a don't... woman too. <laughs> yeah, uh, as well. <laughs> as well, but not listed as Stephanie is the point. Okay, yeah. all right, we got action. Yeah, they this this charade cannot last too much longer because Eugene doesn't forget anything when it comes to Stephanie and within three seconds he's going to know like yeah. mm, no this is this is not right so I like that I hope that I hope this pans out to be something bigger because this is very interesting Although, or could it be a double double switch where like the real Stephanie says send her out and see <laughs> he recognizes my voice and like you know I'm like yeah you are not Stephanie I'm sorry to say like ah oh, yay I'm really Stephanie you know like you passed the test, passed the test. <laughs> it, it could be that since Stephanie so, Jr. out to do the, yeah, the, the someone could have intercepted their radio you know this is like some mm. truth about cats and dogs bullshit <laughs> <laughs> now that's a callback that's a callback Janine go back out there I'm not ready shut up Uba. <laughs> amazing Amazing, but I still don't get their metrics for bringing people in because Rick Grimes, at least, he had a good questions that he asked them. And even Alexandria, they didn't have great questions, but you felt like they were getting somewhere. Rick Grimes gets right to the point. He's like, you know, how many walkers have you killed? How many people have you killed and why? Like mm-hmm. They didn't even ask any of that. Like you show up to the Commonwealth. They didn't ask anybody anything about killing anybody. And I feel like that's important. Rules do you have a day? And what do you do when you have to have one? <laughs> and yeah. why? I don't care what you wipe with. I care if you've killed people and why. She's like, what school did you go to again? It's like, you know what school I went to. Goddamn. I was like, okay, fine. Come you on in. on every word I said the last three hours <laughs> I was in here. Right. And I come on in. I did I did enjoy Yumiko because kind of just reading them for filth in a way, but mm-hmm. it just felt so hollow. Like well, you knowing all this about them doesn't like it was very much like ha ha ha, I have all the information now, let me in. And they're like, Okay, like what does it what does it matter if she knows like you're an academic and you were probably a, you know, like you probably had this career and you know, there's a bureaucracy here and there's probably money involved and they're like, oh, come, Not come on. Money. In. Yeah, you've got us all figured out. Come on in. You know, like you, you passed the test. Like, I yeah, don't know. You, Yumiko pulled the Perry Mason uh, on them. <laughs> you know, the final scene of every Perry Mason uh, episode from the early Raymond Burr, Black and White. It's just like, isn't it true? No. Isn't it true? No. Isn't it all true? Yes. Yes, it's true. It's all true. There's just yeah. one more thing. <laughs> That's Colombo. Yeah. It just was weird because it just doesn't make sense. This person just decides that they're in charge. You go. And you just like, oh, okay, well, uh, let's hand her a cup of coffee and show her to the reception table so she can get her sworn in and um, that'll be it. It's like, Okay, I guess. So I don't know. Like I said, I I just it's so cloudy as to why they're playing ball. I think she even says like, "My brother's a thoracic surgeon, and I'm a lawyer, so you need me." He's like, "Hmm, do I need a lawyer in the zombie yeah, apocalypse?" That's debatable. Yeah, thoracic what? surgeon. Sure, my thorax gets messed up all the time, but 
But a lawyer? Okay. Well, you know, those zombie negotiations can sometimes get bogged down. <laughs> Basically. Like she's just gonna end up with that same desk job of the person who was in it who was uh interviewing her. Like, yeah. okay, did you know everything? Here you go. Put on your blazer. <laughs> well, it was like when they went to Alexandria and they signed everybody a job and they're like, Daryl, I think you'll be good at recruitment. And he's like, Yeah, because of my people skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Carol's baking cookies. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but this this does make uh, the world more interesting for me because I really thought that was Stephanie. I didn't even think to question it, honestly. And so I, next episode, I'd have been shocked when he's like, "That's not Stephanie." I'm like, "Eugene, what are you talking about? You've never seen Stephanie." And I'm like, "Oh wait, we have." Um, so you know, yeah, I guess let's, that's, let's just you know. see who you really are, mm-hmm. <laughs> old man Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls off the. I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you. People on the train and your dog and mm. dog no and dog <laughs> yep, and dog yeah and dog all right rural <laughs> no no not okay <laughs> it's, it's more than okay she <laughs> love Chappelle, it she no by <laughs> <laughs> oh we're going we're going far off of the subway rails now friends um i think that about wraps up everything that we needed to talk about in this episode doesn't it I yeah. should say so. Uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see where, uh, when, whence shall we see uh, the Eugene gang one more time? Because, uh, you know, obviously Reapers coming and attacking, that's a pressing issue you have to get to in episode three immediately. And we haven't checked back in with uh, home base in quite some time. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? I, I, I'm worried that it might be about a month before we actually come back to this storyline. God, I hope yeah. not. But that's this the is one the, we care about. I, yeah. It's the good one. It's the good and story. And that's what they do. They make us care, and then they say, yeah, but... Quick, an entire flashback episode. <laughs> so how Dog came to be. You know, like, I don't know what we're going to see here. No, you're probably right. We've gone off a lot of time without seeing Carol. Mm-hmm. And that is not normal. And so... You know, pretty soon we'll see Carol and Judith just kind of hanging out or something, you know. Some sort of children's brigade where... She's going to make some soup. Well, all the the adults are gone on these missions here. Not all, but all the ones that we we care about for the most part. I mean, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, Rosita and Carol get trapped in a a meat locker or something and all the kids are left to defend the Alexandria against uh, a couple of zombies. God, that sounds like one of the fake ones I'd make up for a mole patrol quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Just you wait. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's coming. It's coming. Um, I mean, where's Jerry? I want to see Jerry. What's he? Yeah, up to? yeah. Not enough Jerry. We've, we've deserted so many people. So uh, yeah, AJ's probably right. I, I know the third episode is available on YouTube TV already, uh, but I refuse to watch it until we finish recording this. And so <laughs> I need to know: um, Are we going to go directly? Because this is the storyline I care about. I would like for them to tie this up or at least show us what's next here. You can leave the Reaper thing for a little bit. I mean, we know what that's going to be. That's a fight. We got yeah. that. They, we always have those. I want to know what this community is, what their motive is, um, because we just have no clue. Like we, I, I still think this is nefarious. I think these are bad people. And so until someone proves otherwise, I'm going to be worried about this storyline and this storyline only. So hopefully we get that sooner than later. Yep. Agreed. All right, so Chappelle, what else are you up to this week? Nothing this fun, I know. Uh, I think I had a busy week in podcasting uh, this week. Uh, so 
today, I think the Purple Pants podcast episode where uh, Bryce and I talked about Space Jam, a new legacy uh, was mm. released to, you know, and so that was fun. We recorded it over a month ago. So I'm sure my plugs on there sound uh, completely different than they should. <laughs> um, but Bryce finally got it out and I'm appreciative of him. Uh, I think, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah. So we did the Purple Pants podcast. Of course, I did the BoJack Horse Pod um, a couple weeks ago, but it's just being released today. So we talked about season three, episode nine with Lindsay Wilson and Kirsten McKinnis on their podcast talking about BoJack Horseman. Uh, and then Rob and I on Rob has a podcast network, of course, talked about um, the real world, uh, Las Vegas and San Francisco on the RHP mm. Rewind with Latanya Starks. Um, so that was very fun. And then, of course, Sasha Joseph and I are covering Never Have I Ever every week on silent podcast. And so we recently did episode seven um, with Jason. And so episode eight will be coming soon. So I have a few things just released, but I'll also be on the big brother uh, recap tomorrow. Um, I guess it's Wednesday after the show. Uh, so that'll be fun too. And then I think at that point I can take a rest. It's a small <laughs> one. On the seventh day, Chappelle on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, and it, I'm like, why am I not podcasting today? What's up with mm -hmm. that? So, yeah, I think that covers everything right now. But this week on the Rewind coming up, um, I think we're doing who who um, make me a superhero or something. I want to be a superhero. Oh, I, think I that's remember. The name of the show. Was, that the, was that the Stan Lee one? Uh, yeah, I think it's was, yeah. No, I think yeah. it's a different one. Okay. Yeah, but. Uh, I, I'm probably wrong. Who wants to be a superhero? I believe is what it's mm. called. But um, yeah, that's the one that I have pitched to Rob for this week's <laughs> rewind. And so um, yeah, once people check that out, I will be watching it for the first time as well. But I'm very excited to talk about it with Rob because he had no clue that it existed. <laughs> well, that's the best kind, really. Mm -hmm. But that's it. I think. Wow. <laughs> I, I hope you didn't miss any in there and somebody's like, Chappelle is supposed to be on my podcast. Where is he? <laughs> oh, 100% forgot something, but you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. So, AJ Mass, what are you up to this week? Excelsior. Uh, what am I up to? Uh, oh, I got an episode of Beat My Guest, my trivia podcast, coming out. Uh, it'll probably land on Friday. And every Thursday night, the next episode of Felonious Pundits, our Criminal Minds rewatch that I did with my friend Kintad Svensgard. Uh, we are headlong into season two. So, uh, Two down, thirteen more to go, and then the reboot. So amazing! <laughs> Be doing AJ, it until, I believe twenty thirty three. Oh wow. my gosh, AJ! So I remember you asked me one day. I think Jess threw it out there, like, "When will Chappelle come on beat my guest?" And I, I can't lie to you, I'm caught up, and I found the category that I could have just destroyed. I mean, the Dora the Explorer category was my bag. <laughs> I was like, baby, I know all these questions. I think I rack up 30 points on that. There you go. One, I think that I one think category alone. Yeah, well, only if you can do more cartoon questions. I, I, I need a specific you on the theme. Day and you will get what you get and you won't get upset. <laughs> yeah. Well, AJ crushed me with a Yo Gabba Gabba question one time. So better watch out. I believe so I listened yummy, to that episode. So <laughs> and now, of course, I have a child. You sprung this on me before I had a child. Now I have a child, so it's all different. Oh, yeah. oh yes, your world changes <laughs> more ways I was than you ever knew. <laughs> I was listening to that podcast, going backpack, 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 and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm one of them." <laughs> I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. Basically, I'm the map. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, I've got, this is my second of three podcasts this week, and that's a lot for me. I know it's not a lot for Chappelle. That would be a quiet week for Stop Chappelle. It. But, <laughs> but uh, last night I talked to Brooklyn Zed and Josh Wiggler to cover episodes nine and 10 of The Mole um, on Mole Patrol. And we are getting ever so closer to what is, in my opinion, the greatest moment in all of television. And Josh is soon to witness it and he doesn't know anything about it. So please don't add him. I want him to come in pure because I can't imagine a universe in which we do not get to see Josh Wiggler react to episode 11 of the mole and it's coming. It's almost here and I'm so excited. So that is a thing that's happening. And then tomorrow night, I'm going to be talking to the great grace leader and we are kicking off a new project, which will for right now is only available to the post show recaps patron family, but we are thinking about branching it out more after a period of time. But as you all know, there is a new James Bond movie coming out in October. And Grace Leader has never seen a James Bond movie. What? Oh. So, yeah. So it's another, it's a great format. It works well for the mole and it works well for Final Fantasy. It's, we're bringing our franchise to a new franchise. And, um, so Grace Leader and I are going to watch some episodes some of the episodic installments of the James Bond film franchise. Um, we're going to ask the post show recaps patrons to vote on a movie to see. And then we're going to be breaking down everything that happens in the movie and getting Grace's first impressions of it. And then later on, we're going to be bringing in guests and we're going to culminate in watching the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Recapping that, that may go on the main feed. And then after that, we'll see where we're at with it. We may want to go back to the beginning and start with Dr. No, or we may be really worn down and tired by the casual misogyny. Um, but we'll see where we're at. We are this week. We've asked the push of recaps patrons to vote on their favorite Sean Connery, James Bond movie. And Goldfinger. yeah, it's of course it was Goldfinger. <laughs> before I even put up the poll, I told Grace, don't worry. It's going to be Goldfinger. So just go watch Goldfinger. Um, I had to get the vote, but I definitely, this is my vote. Goldfinger. That's not my vote. Honestly, that's not the one I would have chosen, but I know it's the one the patrons were going to choose. Mm-hmm. I'm the patrons. <laughs> Yeah, you're the patrons. Um, the Roger Moore bond is going to be more interesting. People have a lot of feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's a terrible movie, though. No, it's a great movie. I think you have your guests for Live and Let Die, then. <laughs> I, think so. I think so. I can't wait. Oh, man, yeah, and then then there's like the third installment before No Time to Die is going to be either a Brosnan or a Craig, and we're going to lump them together and see what people pick, and that's going to be contentious as well. But no, Goldfinger was Dolphin, awesome. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys know my hot take about Bond, right? I, yes, we talked about it on this podcast. We talked about this on this very podcast that my favorite Bond movie is on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and we're saving that. We're gonna if we <laughs> like the podcast, we like the format. We're gonna go back and watch the rest. We're gonna savor that one. But right now, it's all about Goldfinger. It's gonna be dropping in the patron only feed. So you may be wondering what is the patron only feed, and that is if you go to postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon for the low low price of. or $15 a month, you get access to content that you do not otherwise get access to. So you may, at the $5 level, you get like three or four weekly podcasts in a special feed just for the patrons. Um, At $10 level, you get access to a patron-only Discord where there is a robust community. It's like having a 100 best friends. 
You go in there. They are ready to welcome you with open arms and take you to a casino where you gamble with fake money and Wario yells at you. Um, there's also a Dungeons and Dragons campaign that you can get in on. There's a book club. There are chats about everything. There is a Brant Steel simulation where everybody drafts fictional characters. You could waste a lot of time in there is what I'm saying. So if you have a lot of time to waste and some money to throw away, this is a good place. $15 level gets you all that and swag. So postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon is where you go to do all of that. And we hope that you will continue to support us because in addition to us giving you extra things, that helps keep the lights on. And we appreciate that as well. But really, we appreciate anybody that takes the time to listen to us because that's why we do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So thank you, Chappelle. Thank you, AJ. I appreciate you being here. And I appreciate everyone who is also here with us in spirit. And okay, so uh, Jess, Jess, here's your gun back. Just... Oh, oh, good. All right. <laughs> thanks. Did you lose the ammo, AJ? <laughs> good damn it. All right. I got to go take care of the situation, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 